0: Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Candler English with Garage Talks, and I'm here with Corey Smith and Lee Hollis. We are... Uh, Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> we're here to... Uh, we're kind of continuing uh, this series of uh, four things that young men need. Um, and right now, tonight, we're going to focus on uh, work and what that, what that looks like, the importance of it, um, and to what is activated in a man's heart when we step into that. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll start with you, Corey. I know you had an interesting uh, first work experience. Um, I
1: I come from a long line of uh, men that work a lot and um, are very familiar um, with working, um, almost to their fault. But I can remember being introduced um, from an early age, and gosh, it it must have been right at elementary school, I was, uh, I knew that I was interested in biology. Some of my favorite teachers in middle school were environmental science, biology types. And so um, I grew up in this little town, not more than 500 people there, but they had a plant nursery. And um, somehow, I think my mom had kind of gotten to know the older gentleman. He was uh, clearly probably in his 70s, Um, but he kind of ran this small little plant nursery. And I think she kind of got the guts and was like, hey, can I... You know drop my son off and he can weed a little and some something, something and uh, this guy's name uh, was Max stiff and he was um, an old college professor and in fact he was a botanist and hence he had a, yeah. a plant nursery and so there was kind of these two parts and I, I think it kind of um, it lays out the idea of work mm-hmm. you know if we're gonna kind of pick it apart to uh, kind of understand the mystery of it um, There was one part of my job that was just completely manual. It was water these pots, like count, you know, here's the water, count to three every pot, and then next pot, next pot, next pot. (laughs) Or it was like here, um, you know, I learned how to, you know, kind of break a plant apart and pot it or weed or whatever, like I I learned some things. But then there was this kind of this one part and I was completely spoiled and obviously I didn't even know about it at, you know, 13 or 14 years old. Um, that I would take my notebook and I would write and I would sit with Mac and he would be like, "Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna go through, we're gonna tell you some things like phloem and xylem and annuals and perennials yeah. and all of these things that I would just kind of sit at this professor's feet yeah. and so there was this engagement, it was this dual engagement, it was this this physical body engagement and then there was this mental engagement of me learning, you know, how plants work and which eventually kind of led me. I mean, in my undergrad I was in biology. Um. So you know that carried for you know for the next ten years. Yeah. So the idea that um my first work experience felt you know even even in in the the, even the next piece was that I was learning from an older man like there was this Mm. this place that I mean of course at thirteen I'm you know I I I thought it was humble (laughs) um but there is this place of choosing humility and going I'm going to learn yeah I'm going to sit at somebody's feet um so yeah that's a lot and a little bit of a story but for sure as a first work experience it's not too bad yeah um that but uh, very grateful for 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 that time
0: for
2: sure Lily. i i mean <laughs> i remember just a fun story i was uh, mowing my grandfather's lawn hmm. i think that was one of the first jobs i had but you know how you are, I'm pre prepubescent 12 year old and testing my voice and Karen Carpenter's song came out about that time that was sing, sing a song, sing out loud, sing out strong. And I was <laughs> like, I was like testing my, all the vocal ranges, you know, 12, 12, yeah. <laughs> again, show tins. Yeah. yeah. Knee high socks with the stripes, <laughs> yes, you know, the I whole the whole it. bit. So and I was like all over the place with my voice, <laughs> <Yeah>. just exploring. <laughs> And my dad, my grandfather's neighbor, called him and said, uh, "No, hey, can you have your, your grand grandson stop singing? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lawnmower. I know, but I was singing over top of it, I guess. But anyway, I would I give
1: a pitch. lot of money for 15 seconds of that video clip. Oh, I could, I could, oh, uh,
2: I could do the impression, the time machine. Oh, please do. <laughs> but I do, I do, I like worst work stories yeah. is not my own, but okay. I, if I could borrow one for my sister Julie." Um, she Her job was in a hospital, and it was to clean up the delivery rooms after people had babies.
0: Oh, Lord. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, remember yeah. that, Julie? Are you listening? I couldn't, uh, I couldn't yeah. do that. No? <laughs> I'm
2: out. God I'm bless out. you, Julie. Yeah. Someone's gotta be out. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. How yeah. about you?
1: Rick, Where?
0: Andy, what are you? Yeah, so for me... You know, and I mean, y'all were giving me crap about being a rich kid earlier. <laughs> uh, but full circle to that. I mean, I. So, my dad has worked for Chick fil A corporate for 20 odd years. And so, they, since I was of working age, tried to get me Chick fil A. And of, I was of working age. staunchly against it. Like, I did not want to. So, I put that off for as long as really I could. Um, my pleasure. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> it, it, it would not have been my pleasure to work there. That way. But. Um, so I don't know. For me, I mean, I had odd jobs. I did landscaping for like a few Saturdays and I would cut the grass as a kid. Um, but I think for me, I really didn't step into really what it means, I think, to work. like a, like I, I, I didn't connect that part of my heart to the work until I was out of college and living in North Carolina. Um, and I was living on my pastor's land at the time. And started doing auction work with him and he's just like go 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 kind of guy i mean like super awesome sweet as can be you know um but he really instilled in me like the value of one i mean he had his own businesses he had like three businesses that he'd run so we'd be jumping all Mm -hmm. over stuff but um but for me it really connected at that point um of just being able to say like, I'm going out, I'm going to work, I'm going to make money. Um, but then getting out there and in the work, I said, Whoa, I can do this. I can talk to a client. I can take apart their shed, haul it all away and have a good conversation at the end, shake their hand. And the whole business interaction of that really just instilled in me like a confidence of like, I can do something for someone and, and do it well. Um, and that be a good thing. And so I'd come home bone tired, but I, my, I was just filled in my soul. So.
2: One of the things I, I observed about you from this last summer, when everyone's going to work at Harding, yeah, everyone's complaining about it, and you, like you, somehow were able to rise above the the everyday sweat, weeds, water, uh. and just really be present to the beauty around you yeah like you really dug in oh well yeah literally and physically literally and physically (laughs) i was digging in the dirt with my
0: hands um i yeah i mean even kind of going back to last week's episode talking about nature i think for me like just being outside i'm just i'm already at like a 80 75 percent of just like thrilled um but two, yeah i mean i just had we one we had really good bosses and even if we didn't i probably would have loved it um but, yeah, I mean, there were definitely moments where, like, I was like, man, this sucks. Like, every day, just, like, same routine, same car full of dudes. Like, I'm just like, boys, like, chill out <laughs> at 7 a.m. Uh, but I think for me, I think that part of my heart was already somewhat activated coming out of North Carolina. So it was like, okay, now I'm stepping into something completely unknown. I don't know any of these people I'm working with apart from the dudes who I just met, other TG uh, alumni. But – um now alumni um but yeah i was able to kind of confidently step into just like man like i could work the land Mm -hmm. um and and in my heart something about that even though i'm just weeding and moving around plants but there was this um almost story in the back of my head that was playing of wow i was meant to work this land to till the land and see fruit i think um so yeah that was something incredibly compelling
2: it'd be interesting i mean a hundred years ago, kids grew up completely differently. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, Corey, I know that our video on the website speaks to this, but, you know, maybe we can talk about what is gained and lost in mm-hmm. in work and work over time and mm-hmm. past generations and current.
1: Yeah, I think the work, um, it, there's a very fine line, um, and I've wrestled with this for many years, Um Uh, mostly because I'm trying to understand the importance of work for a man and Mm -hmm. the importance of wilderness for a man they're very very similar they're they're both very integrated experiences meaning you do a physical thing that impacts your mind and your spirit Mm. um, and your emotions and um, I think that's very similar I think the way uh, that that work takes a, a little bit of a turn and it's exactly what you're you talked about mm-hmm. Candler is the the idea of fruit now the or, or at least being able to produce fruit I mean yeah and we can look at that in any situation we can say well I planted a garden and I have literal fruit fruit yeah. you know I could be I painted a room and I can see the the fruits of my labor yeah um, it can also be um, I went and I worked on this spreadsheet and I got a paycheck, right? We have the fruits of our labor. And so I think that's a very like as a like number one principle. There is this way that a man can apply his strength or his um, almost his vitality to a situation and produce Mm -hmm. something. Yeah, Um, it just feels that feels pretty clutch and it, it feels pretty powerful. I think the idea of being able to go I can step into a situation and I can change things because I offer my strength in that. I mean, it can be as, as easy as as relationships. We can apply our strength to relationships and it's they they I mean how many people are married and they say that marriage is work. Yes. Yeah. Because you there is this place that just like you would cultivate or can like maintain a garden is the same that you would maintain and cultivate relationships. Yeah. And there is fruit. Intimacy is a fruit of working on relationship, yeah. and that is through conflict and toil. So, I, I mean, I know I'm kind of bleeding into a lot of different things, yeah. but for sure, one of those main principles is walking away with fruit.
0: Oh, for sure.
2: It's interesting. I mean, you, you when you were talking about relationships and equity and sweat and all that stuff, I just remember bailing hay hmm. as a high schooler. You know, and the, the, if you've never baled hay before, it comes fast and furious, and then it just is dead for a while. Like a wagon comes in, you unload it. Everybody's sweating in the hot sun. You got your long sleeve shirts on because the hay cuts up your arms, uh, and like you're sweating and moving and hauling and grunting, and all of a sudden it's all done, and you sit down, and the cool the cool wind blows, uh, and you're just sitting there sweaty, and like I did that, we got yeah. that, and then here comes here comes another wagon, you know, and then you get up and do it again, and then you sit down and mm-hmm. but those are great times just to shoot the breeze and talk mm-hmm. to it was my grandfather grandfather or a buddy that i used to bail hay with uh, or my brother you know it was just mm-hmm. like those relationship times mm-hmm. that just happened in the middle of all of that mm-hmm. it was deeply satisfying
1: yeah it's part of that what we talked about last episode about the wilderness piece is that it is a shared experience i mm-hmm. um, very similar to like everyone is trying to step into the same challenge right we're trying yeah. to solve the same problem um
2: and and so um well even even just that like the idea of working together yeah. sure like how much sure. of that is lost today in the work environment okay. like sure. like you're pitted against one another yeah. by outcomes mm-hmm. and profitability and all that stuff yeah. what what about that
0: yeah, I've got to one up my friend or whatever. Like, and when and that was something that I've the biggest contrast of coming out of the program and continuing to work at the plant nursery at Harding, um, is I lost so much of that camaraderie with the boys. Right. Like they'd be really? going by on a golf cart, and I'm out there watering, and they yell something <laughs> stupid or whatever. Like, like or you know, me and Cody got to go like organize thousands of buckets in the back, like in the bucket mines, like, and I'm like, and I'm literally like, and now I'm doing it alone. And I'm like, man, like there was so much richness and joy just even just like both, you know, sweating like mad dogs together. So,
1: yeah, I I think there's also one other piece. Um, and I don't necessarily think this is a tangent, but I certainly think it's something that needs to be addressed. Mm. Um, Work we'll, we'll bring it We'll bring it um, 2021 um, And Ken I'd love for you To speak to this It's probably more relevant For For your uh, Generation than it is mm-hmm. Mine and Lee's um, Because You know we grew up In a ge- generation That said hey this is the This is the process of work Whether it's You go to school And you get this job And then you have this job And you get this pension And that's kind of Your deal um, Your salary Or whatever it is But you have grown up in a, a a different generation where, um, probably mostly because of the technology that people can find quote unquote success pretty quickly. So, mm-hmm. you know, there are the Zuckerbergs and you know the guy, yeah. you know, all, all of these quick, like, oh my gosh, you're a multi-billionaire yeah. and you're 28, right? Yeah, and was, and so it almost kind of feels like they they skip some steps, right? Yeah. It's kind of like wait a minute, shouldn't you be like 58 and not yeah. 28? You know, and I, I think those those are the parts. Uh, maybe that goes back to the initial, you know, what what is God wanting to do with work? Mm-hmm. You know, even you look at Jesus; he's a carpenter. You know, yeah. um,
0: And that's a slow learning skill.
1: Sure, right. It's not <laughs> something that you just roll over yeah. and you are like, I can, I can do this. The um, uh, but there, the, I, I feel like that your generation probably struggles with that more, mm-hmm. um, and and you may even in some aspect feel kind of that the system is set up in an unfair way mm. where you're kind of like man if I could just be clever <laughs> you know if I could just be an entrepreneur if I can start my own business if I can get to you know there's this thing that says financial security is security is yeah. emotional Compl- security uh, um, tide. right yeah and I know this is not necess- it is about work but it's kind of not about work but there's I think one of the reasons that you're experiencing so much "quote unquote" fruit from harding mm. is because you're allowing the experience to change you. Yeah, that you're not out there going, "Man, I need to start a retirement." You know, I need to start yeah. a four hundred one k. It's not in your mind no. because I, I think even too the idea that because of who you are in your work, it also allows you in your art. Yeah, right. It allows some things to be opened up on the creative oh, place, yeah. and so. Maybe just a couple of words to that. I, I I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I just am thinking like it's got to be talked about because there's I, I feel like the pressure for success mm-hmm. in work is greater for your generation than it was ours.
0: Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like I went to art school and my parents thought I'd get out and instantly own a gallery and be doing all this like crazy stuff. Um, but two, yeah, to the art point, um, and I was going to use kind of this as almost like a – a metaphor but it yeah it plays out in this way like i started i don't know playing messing around the piano i was like 12 13 just like playing Beatles songs and cutting up and playing classic rock tunes that i like um and that's something that i've had to repeatedly remind myself in my music making specifically and even my painting you know um it's of that it is completely process oriented like no one wakes up and just like oh i just wrote this album like it took me like 2 days never you uh, know right. um and and i think there's so much frustration in my generation when that doesn't happen because again we grew up watching you know social network or or whatever <laughs> like all these like the iPod came out it's like it's instantaneous all these um almost seems like overnight instant successes um when i were you know when i'm writing like i'm i'm working on an album right now probably half of it i wrote a lot of songs over the summer half of it i'm not even going to use but there were building blocks and stepping stones to get me to a place where i'm like oh crap i just wrote this sick song and i Mm -hmm. totally used this line from the other song and this bridge from the other part so um i think if we talking of my generation the sooner that um we can instill the fact of like listen man like you're not going to own your comp like a company and 25 you could (laughs) but like but like if you have that stress and that amount that monkey riding on your back like you're gonna be so upset and disappointed it's like no like find something you love like put a little money away and just let it shape you and form you um so that's kind of where i've been at but it's been good it it doesn't always look uh the most pretty to certain parental parties but uh (laughs) (laughs) But I, I think the fruit's there. Yeah. yeah. I,
2: I, you know, working with a lot of guys your age, yeah. like that whole expectation of like, i got to have this job and have this house. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I always say, you know what, it's just a step. Yeah, completely. Just a step. Yeah. Like when I took my first steps into the work a day world, I had no idea that th- the job here at Training Ground existed. Mm. But every job, every step, every bit of experience led me to this place. Mm. You know, it's yeah. it's just a step. Yeah, it's not forever.
0: And so you don't have to hold on to it and white knuckle it. And it exactly. Shape
2: it. Yeah. and and learn what you can learn where you're at. Mm-hmm. Like I I just remember having a boss, to name businesses of what <laughs> whatnot, but. I was, I was running a department that <laughs> was, was grossing 120,000. Wow. And the year before they had grossed like 19. Oh my gosh! you know, And there was just like a lot of micromanagement happening, and I remember that I wanted to do a, a, a custom Christmas card to all the people that had used our services, and it was going to cost me 15 dollars, mm. because I had this connection. And I had to go to the boss of this multi-million-dollar place and get his approval for fifteen dollars. Yeah, like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, you know, like it's absurd. How like can I? <laughs> when I get to be a boss, you know, I'm gonna have people are gonna have a budget. They're responsible for it. I'm not gonna worry about it. I don't have time for that. Yeah, and so like, there's little lessons like that that I learned all along mm-hmm. the way that I tried to bring forward. Even what not to do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and conversely, I had a great boss at that same place. A little bit later on, when, when I worked in marketing, and he created this team, and we had dinners together, and we had, oh. on occasion, we I remember we did a murder murder mystery dinner. Like huh. it was just fun. He yeah. created a family, and it was it wasn't just about, you know, turning out the numbers. Yeah, uh, but it was there was more to that, you know, and so yeah, I learned from him too, Glenn Gruff, If you're out there, I love you. Um, <laughs> but super super change changed my perspective on what it could be to be a boss.
0: Mm. Yeah, wow. That's just brilliant.
2: just a step, man. Yeah. Every, every job is just sure. a step, and learn what you can learn. Yeah. All definitely. along the way.
0: Yeah, what to do, what not to do, for sure. Well, guys, it's a great time. Yeah. Well, so this has been uh, Candler English with TG Garage Talks. I do want to say. Oh yes. N- no, chi-
2: No Chick Fil A stores have been harmed in this broadcast. No,
0: completely. I worked at Chick Fil A at one point in college. You actually Primo did. Primo experience. Yeah. <laughs> a couple I bit the bullet, man. <laughs> I bit the nugget.
1: I can't even imagine you being there for two months.
0: Yeah. Well, just...
2: and, you know, right now they have the mint chip shakes. Oh, my You can that. My pleasure. Chick-fil-A plug. Uh, t- t- tis the season.
0: Chick-fil-A has us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, this has been a TG Garage Talks. I'm Candler English.
1: Lee Hollis. Corey Smith.
0: Yeah, and we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.